Welcome to Indie Game Business, where you'll learn to navigate the industry with ease. Indie Game Business is recorded live on Mixer and produced by the Powell Group. Check us out at IndieGame.Business. Now, let's start the show with your hosts, Jay Powell and me, Indy. So, yes, welcome, everyone. We've got... Um... Bradley here. We're going to be talking influencer marketing, um, why you should do it. But I think if you're watching this show, you pretty much have a good idea on why you should be doing influencer marketing, but how you should be planning for it and the advantages of not just necessarily looking at the big, you know, streamers out there. That's what I get from every, every single company that comes to us on the service provider side. It's like, how do we get PewDiePie? Like, well... <laughs> Good luck with that. They give you a number that's got two commas in it. And then, you know, we go from there. But, uh, you know, Bradley is one of the, Bradley and Indy together. So, you know, we are we are cheating here. Bradley and Indy together run the um, Twitch Throwdown team. So we're going to be talking about why you should be looking at small streamers and stream teams, you know, versus just going after the, the big guys. So uh, welcome to the show, Bradley. Hi, thank you. Uh, first, I'd start by saying that, uh, you know, we hate the word small streamers because we believe that there's streamers as a whole. And, you know, to call yourself a small streamer really like limits yourself from growth, kind of like creates an obstacle for yourself. Um, and we think that it's very important that, you know, the industry starts to realize that, you know, to have 20 or 30 average viewers is more there's more potential sales there than there would be with uh, a thousand viewers on a streamer's page. Because like if a person has a thousand viewers on their page, uh, typically their viewer believes that a subscription is enough support. Um, but whenever the, you know, smaller, uh, smaller average streamers are, you know, communicating to their communities, uh, you see a lot of support there. There's all subscriptions. If they're pushing any products, they're helping purchase those products from them so that they can help, you know, promote their favorite streamer to the top. Um, so we find that, you know, we've worked with several different size influencers over the years, uh, larger streamers, smaller streamers, people that have just started out on Twitch. And we find that the people that just started out on Twitch and that the people that have just started growing their communities tend to do much better with the sales department than any larger streamer that we've ever worked with. Um, you know, and we base that on community support and the level of community support at that size is tremendous. Uh, so, you know, to compile a large amount of streamers that have that average viewership uh, that we were talking about, that target, you know, 20 to 30 uh, is, uh, it's, it creates a powerful engine because then you have all of these 20 to 30, say you grab 200 of those people like we have, and uh, you know it then gives you a very large average viewership to work with somewhere in the neighborhood of about 4,700. Um, and they're all working together, business-minded and goal-oriented, driven towards the same goal, which is the most important part because you know typical Twitch teams these days, they pull together on a team name and then all go separate directions and accomplish very little. Um, but we find that by pulling them all together and keeping them, you know, resource, you know, filled and tools and everything that they need for success 
and providing them these opportunities, they take it very serious. And they also, you know, um, when you watch their streams, it's actually pretty powerful because they're so excited about it, which you don't find in the larger streamers. Um, so, you know, that in itself is, uh, is everything to us when it comes to marketing. And uh, we find a lot of the times when we reach out to, you know, game developers or game developers reach out to us, um, typically there's no marketing budget available for influencers. However, they're looking to have hundreds of influencers stream their game, and they believe that a game key is enough. Um, which for, you know, some influencers, a game key is enough, but, you know, in order to elicit that, you know, participation and that hype and that excitement, you're going to have to give them more than that. And, you know, I think that, you know, as the year is progressing, um, more developers are starting to notice that, that, you know, if you give someone a key, then there's no telling what's going to happen. This person may appreciate, they may not appreciate, they might, you know, uh, do something lascivious with the key or, you know, say something on stream or whatever. And it's very important to, you know, make sure that whoever you're working with has the correct, you know, business mind uh, when it comes to marketing your product. Because if you just reach out to any streamer because they're your favorite streamer, uh, typically, you know, you know, sometimes that goes well. And it, like if Indy's your favorite streamer because he's a very professional person. But, you know, I've worked with several unprofessional streamers that are very, you know, give me the money and then, you know, as soon as they get the money, they don't even stream the game. Uh, and we've had to, you know, go after them, you know, and try to find some sort of recourse. So, you know, and I'm sure that, you know, other developers that have, you know, been doing this have, you know, run into similar issues before. So, I mean, it's important to make sure that you're giving them a good incentive program. Uh, you know, and there's different ways to do that. Uh, by offering them, you know, partnership with your game where they can, you know, do revenue share and they can get uh, like in-game skins of their logo and things like that. There's several different unique things that game developers can do to work with influencers to elicit their, uh, their marketing tactics. Um, but we do find tremendous value in pulling multiple streamers together that all have, you know, the average, you know, target 20 to 30 viewership. So... This is like a fire hose of knowledge, like right off the bat. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did I break it? High score? What does that mean? <laughs> All right. So we got a question right off the bat here. Ban Immunity says, don't you think ad in the stream title drives people away? I absolutely, and Battle anything, I absolutely think anything that says hashtag sponsored, hashtag ad, hashtag anything to, to that extent is doing the exact opposite of what you're trying to do because what you want is those influencers to say hey i picked up this game today and it's awesome not yeah, i'm getting paid to play this you're, game you have, you're supposed to have that stuff by law that's the uh new um the, it's they, the new law they just enacted last year right that you have to if somebody sponsors you for a game or whatever you are required to say that it is a, something sponsored is that a law or is that like a twitch rule no that's a law it's, oh, okay. I can't remember what law. There was a huge, huge, huge thing. Zeekster, what's the law? It's it's from... I can't even remember. I can't even recall. Yeah, you All have right, to well, say it's well, sponsored. But, yeah. Okay. Let's take a quick step back. Okay. okay. You just absolutely out of the gate. I'm sitting here typing notes on questions that are coming from the questions. So... <laughs> You've been in, you've been doing this for for three years now. Correct. How did you get into the industry, and where okay. did you start, and, and and how did you get to where you are right now? Well, that's actually pretty interesting. I was uh, just 
trolling the internet one day and uh, I was looking at games, I think, and I happened upon Twitch and I was like, what the heck am I looking at? I think it was like Grenader Jake was the person I saw and it was just like donation, donation, subscription, subscription, donation, donation. Uh, and I looked at his page and I was looking at all of his sponsors and I was looking at like all of his equipment set up and I was looking at the, uh, the donation like uh, uh, leaderboard and I was just in awe of it. I was like, it took me a good uh, year and a half of just looking at Twitch, going over different pages, looking at different people's content to fully understand exactly what it is that I was looking at. And, you know, the, the promise that there is on the Twitch platform for uh, any kind of marketing. Um, so, you know, I started, you know, I created a channel. I started kind of like messing around with it. Uh, I reached out to a few like brands and stuff for sponsorships, got a lot of like no's, you know what I mean? Like, hey, you know, you don't recruit, you know, meet our average requirements to work with us as a partner. And I'm like, well, you know, that's kind of silly. Uh, okay, well, you know, if you don't like my numbers, then how about me and 100 of my closest friends numbers combined together? And uh, that's when I started doing game marketing. So essentially, like we do what's called uh, streaming gauntlets, where we will market a video game and uh, we will pull 100 or more influencers together to stream the game simultaneously to temporarily raise viewership in the Twitch browse section. Uh, and it's essentially the same thing as a Twitch raid as it is for an influencer where they all get together and they raid another influencer to temporarily raise viewership. Only our focus is uh, overshadowed, undervalued, otherwise beautifully made video games. Um, so. You know, we spend a lot of time talking to game developers. Me, you know, I, I talk to at least a dozen or two a day. Um, I've already had four meetings this morning with different game developers, got some new games for our community. Woo! Um, and, you know, one of the things that I've noticed uh, while working in the industry and, you know, as I get further and further involved with the people here in the gaming world is that there's so many revenue streams coming from every direction uh, and you shouldn't just delve into one. So even as a game developer, um, I have connected game developers to other partners that I you know, have like a pin partner. They're going to TwitchCon and they want to hand out custom enamel pins to people as they're coming by their booth. You know, I got a wicked awesome deal for it. Um, and I associate anybody that has any kind of high traffic uh, to their social media of any kind, whether it's Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, um, as a, as a high value. And, uh, I tried to help them get as much out of their social media reach as possible. And I love doing it. And I've made numerous friends in the industry over the past couple of years. And that in itself kind of like, uh, inspired me and drove, drove me to continue along, you know, this process. And, you know, you know, what once was my dream is now my hobby and also my job and one of the funnest things that I've ever done in my entire life. Um, so, you know, that's how I ended up here, where I'm going now to the top. Uh, you know, the sky's the limit. I've always said that you're only limited by uh, your imagination. So, uh, you know, we try to, you know, remain adaptive here at Gaming Gauntlets. We're always changing the game, um, you know, doing whatever we can to, you know, get one more rung up the ladder. So. Uh, you know, next question, please. <laughs> okay, so in in the background, while you guys were talking about this, we were talking about the uh, um, using hashtag ad, and <laughs> I, I was reading some stuff on Forbes, and it's it says that you don't have to put in hashtag ad or hashtag sponsored, but you have to be clear that there is a business relationship 
between you and that company. For example, and just to be clear about this, um, look at affiliate link. Right. Well, no. Example A is brand. Oh, this, these hamburgers are dope. I have been crushing them since I was a kid. Hashtag ad. That's one way to do it. But the other way to do it is like, I'm psyched to partner with blah, blah, blah. Everyone already knows their hamburgers are dope and I've been crushing them since I was a kid. They both work, and but the first one says hashtag ad, the other one doesn't. So, so as, as long as uh, you clearly state affiliation with the company that it's not just you loving the product randomly. Right. Okay. Which is good because I mean, it's, you can work that around and uh, where and how you disclose it is flexible. So I believe you, I don't know if like there's a certain amount of times you have to say it during your stream or or whatnot. But as long as you, make I feel it clear, like you can get really creative with it, though. You know what I mean? Exactly. To, you know, to clarify what you're doing, but also make the sentence so long that by the time you're done saying it, they forgot the first part. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, like I'm so happy that I partnered with uh, you know, Hamie's hamburgers, but you know, this is the best burger that I've ever had. Have you ever had the burger? I like the burger. Who likes the burger? You forgot what I said at the beginning. You know what I mean? There's ways to do it and uh, you know, you just gotta get creative with it. Um, just distract and you know, hot dog on a stick, hot dog on a stick, look over here. This is what I'm really doing. Hi, how you doing? Um, I find that it's important. I find it's important that the people that are watching you, you know, they realize, you know, if you're pushing a video game, uh, you know, that you do let them know that you're working with a video game because then they want to support you even more. Uh, they're like, you know, Hey, you know, this is this person's opportunity to show this company what they've got. So let's, let's celebrate and let's lift this person up. And, you know, we've seen it time and time again. So, you know, uh, I think that, you know, the, the hashtag ad hashtag sponsored is probably a bad idea though. Like, if you have to talk about it, you know, just say it. Don't hashtag it. That's, I mean, I, I, from a legal point of view, I agree. I think, you know, you just need to make it clear at some point in your stream that, hey, look, this is why I'm doing it. But you can easily mix that in with the, you know, with the conversation as well. And this is gonna. This is a joke right here. But right now, you don't have to fucking do shit because the FTC is closed due to the lapse in government funding. <laughs> so fuck it. You know, do what you want. You will I have guess. to answer for everything. <laughs> you will have to answer for everything you do. So just do everything the right way always. But literally, the issue. FTC is actually fucking closed. It says it right on the FTC.gov front page. <laughs> for now. For now. Right. But I, I assure you, they're watching. Oh. God. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're at they're home watch. watching Twitch, fucking playing video I don't know games. If they're is what they're this doing. Show, but you know, yeah. they're watching this <laughs> channel right now. Oh shit! Oh, all right. So, so Bradley, when you touched on a very important, you know, point earlier, and and it's one that I see constantly as well from indie devs, is they get to the point where they're getting ready to launch the game, and then they start turning around and go, "Oh wait, we need marketing. What can we do for free?" which is basically nothing, at least nothing that's going to have any real effect on, you know, on your game and on your sales. Not with the kind of impact they're looking for anyway. Yeah, exactly. So how much, you know, and, and we're just talking about influencer marketing here. Mm -hmm. How much should the typical indie team, you know, set aside and plan for in terms of influencer marketing? So, you know, that's where it gets a little bit complicated, you know, just like anything in life, you don't want to, you know, just throw all of your money into one thing at once. 
you want to be able to structure it out to where you have stages. Like, you know, at launch, I'm going to put this much money into marketing at, at, after, you know, month one, when I do update patch two, I need to do another marketing push. You know, once we do the DLC, you know, we need another marketing push and then final launch, we need another marketing push. So you have to have these, you know, five stages, you know, prepared with a budget of their own. Um, and I feel that it's important to have an adequate budget for each. Now, the first three budgets I feel should be in place before you even launch your game. The last two budgets can be produced from game sales. Um, now, that being said, the budgets themselves is like, you know, you have a, you take a, a $25 game on Steam. That's the typical, typical price to say like 15 to $20 for a Steam game of like a value. Um, the, uh, you'd have to sell, if you sell a hundred copies, that's, you know, $1,500 right there, $1,500 after a hundred copies sold. So if you can say, if I can find a way to invest $1,500 into one realm and get a hundred copies sold, then I'll already see a return on my investment. And then whatever happens after that is a bonus. Um, so, you know, if you can find that as the value and you have to break it down like that because you have to say okay you know this is my sales this is what I'm, I'm making from it this is what i can do with it uh you know you have to be able to uh, allocate an appropriate amount of money and to find that appropriate amount of money very much depends on the price point of your game um if you're running a 599 game uh you know to put more money into your marketing budget i think would probably be a little bit more appropriate because you have the the uh the wiggle room there, you know, you have a very small amount of uh, profit margin with a 599 game. But if you put in enough uh, exposure in the right areas, then that 599 game will sell like hotcakes because it's such a small price. It's an easy, justifiable price for a gamer to say, okay, I'm gonna pick this up today because I'm bored, or I'm gonna pick this up today to play for my community. Um, and to, uh, you know, find out your marketing budget can be, you know, complicated sometimes because not every company, you know, I run into a lot of game developers that it's like a husband and a wife that, you know, they've quit their jobs and they've decided to follow their dream. And, you know, their marketing budget is very limited because they've literally developed everything from scratch. Um, you know, I personally have helped out a couple companies like that, uh, basically because I also am following my dream. And, you know, I know that, you know, if I can offer the assistance to anybody, then I will. But at the same time, you know, we're running a business here. So, you know, we try to, you know, make sure that these people know from this point forward, if they're going to develop more games, that we educate them at, you know, what they're supposed to do for their marketing budget. And, you know, we walk them along our marketing processes and stuff like that. But the appropriate marketing budget would be a five stage process. You have to be able to have for those five marketing pushes. Um, and that's just my opinion. The the dollar amount is, is it varies though. It very well, much another varies. thing that factors into that, you know, and you, when you start looking at it in terms of you know if my game is fifteen dollars, which which by the way is the minimum you should be selling a commercial game for, the you sell a hundred copies. Okay, yeah, you're looking at you know fifteen hundred dollars, but you're not looking at fifteen hundred dollars. You're looking at 70% of that if it's on Steam. And this is where things like Itch.io and, you know, Discord and Epic are making it much easier for people to make money on it is because now they're only taking 10 to 12%. You know, on Itch, you can actually decide how much they take. 
So right. if your business plan is, okay, I'm going to take five, let's say 5% of our revenue and, you know, attribute that to marketing. You can do 5% of that selling it on the discord and, and Epic store, and you're still making more money than you would be with no marketing on steam. So there are, there's a lot of tangible benefits to what these other stores are doing right now. And that's something to keep, you know, in mind. Well, I so, think that the other stores coming into existence is very important because Steam has oh, put a monopoly on it forever. Um, and because of that, they've been able to charge outlandish prices to developers in order to host their game on their platform. Um, for all of these other companies to come out, I think will eventually force Steam to lower their prices in order to get the better games to come back. Um, but I'm really excited to see how this whole Discord epic market thing works out, to be honest with you. Uh, I think it's uh, I think it's really promising, and I think we can also look forward to seeing more stores popping up in the near future. Epic. Hey, all right, wait. Yeah. What, what's my job? I saw in Twitch oh, that was uh, my job. The, the alert sounds are really loud. I don't even know where to fix that. Streamlabs.com. Ah, dang it we'll work on that well yeah we'll do it later until then enjoy those alerts yeah exactly <laughs> every time somebody follows just turn Jeez. your thing down really quick um all right I, so i did see gary said can i have your your option i'm guessing you meant opinion on the news that bungie has broken up with activision uh gary i haven't looked into that fully yet but good for them from <laughs> the good for them you I... have a developer who has been a part of a publisher for a very long time separate that's a big deal when you have them separate and then take their ip with them that's a huge deal so i don't know yet what caused that but there's obviously a there's some shit going on <laughs> yeah there's something very big underlying because if you remember they activision used destiny as its test case for selling games other than Blizzard games through the Blizznet launcher. And so for Bungie to say, you know, hey, thanks for all the fish and now we're leaving is, is, is one thing. <laughs> but the fact that they have taken <laughs> Destiny, which is, you know, you can debate how well the second game is done. It's done well, but, you know, in the Activision world, how well is it done? But for them to take that as a major, you know, tentpole ip from activision and go with them take it away it that's a big deal and i would not be surprised to see if you know something pops up in the next month between bungie and epic as yeah. well because epic's got cash right now and they are throwing it at you know you, like get, you get a store and you get a store and you <laughs> get a store yeah with fortnite they can pretty much just continue to do whatever they want for a while with the the cash flow that they've got from that they're, so, they're yeah. rolling up doobies with hundred dollar bills just like exactly taking one hit off of them and throwing them out on the street um it's you like that epic is coming out strong with its store client twitch didn't really do anything twitch actually did something really huge recently well not recently when the past year they made it to where a streamer they have their own store but then if a streamer mm -hmm. is playing the nobody game on their it. store you can just click a link right underneath the stream and oh wait nobody actually ever did that yes ever. that's the problem you know you have to have and see and here's where we digress the <laughs> you have to have a launcher to have an effective store 
Twitch, you know, and, and Amazon, I'm not going to say Twitch, Amazon built the nice little standalone Twitch app, but it doesn't do. Well, they bought enough. it from Curse. Yeah, they, they don't. It doesn't do enough and then to they justify sold it. someone doing it. I mean, they like, sold how the many of you watching it are watching through the Twitch desktop app versus through your web browser? Because no one does that. It and didn't so, blow up because it sucked. Well, and and there was no reason to use it, you know. And and that's the problem, you know. Epic and Discord came at it from two completely different angles. They already had people going to their launcher, millions of people going to their launcher, and then they said. Oh, okay. Let's um, let's just sell some shit through this too, and that is a much bigger, you know, it, it's one thing to get someone to buy something from you when you're already in their ecosystem. It's a different one to say, hey, I know your, you know, your experience in, in the web browser is perfectly fine right now, but download this other thing and use it instead. And by the way, we'll sell you a game through it, and it's not gonna. I'm not a huge fan of Amazon because I don't think they tackle the industry correctly. I don't think they ever have. So, yeah. Anyway, digression. So we never digress here or go no, on tangents. We never, we never get off topic. Hmm. I um, do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's why me and Bradley's like, okay, let's talk for a couple minutes, and it ends up being a two-hour call. Two hour <laughs> hey, you know what? That's how best friends are made. Um, you know, one of the things that was really important to me to talk about today, and I want to make sure I talk about it now before we run out of time, is, you know... Run out of uh, time? Well, you know, I'm saying, you know, the way we go on tangents here, <laughs> okay. uh, I just want to make sure that this specific thing is to is covered. So, okay. like, we've recently, uh, Gaming Gauntlet has recently taken under our wing uh, another stream team called the Accessible Streamers. Uh, it's a stream team completely comprised of handicapable streamers that are fighting for accessibility in video games uh, earlier in development versus post-production, which, you know, we find a very, you know, valid cause to fight for. It's something that we feel is just as important as having a ramp on a building with stairs because, you know, for these, you know, streamers here, you know, they're trying to make their living on Twitch. And if they can't play a game until it's dead on Twitch, because they've waited until that point to add an accessibility for their special, you know, controllers and, you know, to be able to, you know, have the, you know, being able to hear where they're supposed to go versus being able to make up for their site. Uh, I feel it's very important that, you know, developers start to focus on this, you know, more as a whole. While I realize that when we develop our games, we develop our games for a certain demographic, whether it's a space game, a role-playing game, RPG, uh, massive multiplayer, single-player survival, whatever it may be. But we should always make sure that, you know, anybody can play it if they wanted to. Um, and, you know, it's very important to me that, you know, uh, I took this time to talk about it because, you know, it's something that a lot of people don't think about unless, you know, it's brought up to them. And, uh, you know, or unless they have someone that suffers a disability, you're close to them, either related or friendship wise. Um, and, you know, for me, you know, I was completely unaware of it until I, you know, met the leader of their group, uh, Accessible Gamer. And he kind of just like, I, I think I talked to him for 10 minutes and I was like, dude, I want to be your best friend. I want you to come over here. I want to do everything that I can for you guys. I want to lift you guys up. I want to help you guys get the viewership that you need, the tools that you need. I want to get my licensed audio technician in there to help you get your microphones all set up. And, you know, it's been great. So, you know, one of the things that I take time to do every time I talk to a game developer every day is to talk about what they have as far as accessibility in their game for, you know, uh, third party aftermarket controllers and stuff like that. Uh, because, you know, like I said, it's something that people just don't think about.
And it's something that we are um, particularly passionate about here as well. So yeah, no, we that's have awesome. a, we uh, we did a show, and so in our in our videos, if you go through, and uh, those those links didn't work on on the YouTube and oh, I'm typing right now on the YouTube and um, in the Twitch videos, there is an accessibility. Uh, what was that show called? Let me pull it up. It was the one with Gunner. Okay, I'll I'll pull up the link here. Continue. Um, yeah, so so basically, you know, I know that you, you know, from our conversations, you said that you you have, you know, always thought about this, you know, and you've been passionate about it as well. So that's one of the things I wanted to bring it up with you and see what your thoughts were and what you do when you uh, reach out to people to, you know, try to make an impact in that. Oh, which part? When I mean, like, you know, for me, like I said, I talk to game developers every day. Uh, oh, on know. the accessibility side? Yeah. It's something we promote. And then my firm has sponsored the last or the first two, um, the gaming accessibility conferences up in at GDC. So uh, a friend of mine, Tara, who's over at uh, the Mixer side now and who I'm trying to get on the show as soon as we can figure out everybody's schedule, mm -hmm. uh, was one of the founders of that conference. And we quickly jumped on board in terms awesome. of you know, sponsoring that and making sure that they're, they've got what they need to do it to, because, you know, I'm with you, everybody in my mind, everybody should be playing games and we need to make it. So everyone can play games. There was a guy on uh discord, not discord Reddit the other day who was talking about he's blind and how he uses audio cues to mm -hmm. play the zombie side of call of duty. He's like, someone's like, well, how do you aim? And he's like, when you've got stereo headphones on, you just line up the zombie sound like in the middle of your head and you shoot. And I'm like, it's impressive. Amazing. It's That's impressive. So Cause like impressive. I've watched their streams and I wouldn't go head to head with anyone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, they're amazing. They really are. They're amazing video gamers. And, you know, I, I want to help them in every way that I possibly can. So, you know, uh, yeah, I just wanted to make sure to bring that up and talk about that a little because it was important to me to, you know, while I have this platform, make sure to touch base on it. It's awesome. No, you, that's always good. So let's talk about, you know, we, we talked about how much should the, should the developers be budgeting for marketing? I mean, for the, for influencers, how much does it cost to get one of the quote unquote big streamers to, to, play your game on the stream and at what level do you see them starting to charge significant dollars in terms of followers and things like that? Um, okay. So like, for instance, uh, uh, 50 to 150 average streamer, a uh, hundred dollars an hour. Um, when you start going up to 500 above, it's more of like, 300 an hour. Once you're over 4,000, it's like a thousand an hour. Um, and you know, when you're talking like, uh, like shroud or Dr. Disrespect, you're talking like tens of thousands. Dr. Um, Disrespect just got picked up by CAA. Yeah. Well, here's this morning. What's CAA? The big agency representation for years. They've done 
music and movie stars and athletes and things like that and now they're doing streamers too oh wow anyway yes t-pain just got Which, picked I mean, up like, by uh um open broadcasters group oh really uh, i didn't even know he was on twitch why did nobody tell me that i would have gotten t-pain for us <laughs> <laughs> he everybody knows that he he's in everything he'll be in their twitch team and our twitch team that's what t-pain does he makes appearances <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know he was still around since, you know, the I'm on a boat song that came out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you're looking at. So, or so, so one thing that was interesting, what you just said, it's not necessarily by the number of followers that you should be judging. It's oh, no. Followers mean nothing. Page. Yeah. I mean, it's people who are actually watching. That's what matters. Um, but even then, it doesn't even matter. You need to watch their chat, too, because it's those who are interacting if they have an interactive chat, that's what you need to look for because those are the people that have the communities that are supportive that, you know, will literally, you know, jump on hot coals for their favorite streamer. Um, you know, but to go into someone's room and you see that their chat is empty and they've got, you know, 200 viewers, you need to start looking at where those viewers came from too because there's a lot of bots out there. There's a lot of things out there that are designed to uh, create the illusion of success so that they can get companies to pay them to do things that they're not even really doing anything for so uh you have to be careful of that now is there a way how do you go about you know if you're a developer how do you go about finding the teams and the streamers who have the big you know average views or you know activity in chat how do you how do you find them i mean is there is there a way that well, you, you go can... to www.gaminggauntlets.com <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> no what you do uh is you know it's pretty it's pretty standard you uh find your target by going into a game that's similar to yours on the twitch browse section and you look at who's streaming it and you look at, you know, the tiers, you've got the top tier, which is, you know, the 3000, which is someone who's probably being sponsored to pay that play that game. Um, and then you have like the medium tier, which is like the, the hundred, uh, hundred to 200. And then you have the target tier, which is the, you know, 20 to a hundred. Um, and you would find the, uh, if you're trying to pay one influencer, you want the 100 to 200. If you're looking for player based, you're looking for, you know, consistency, you're looking for it to look actually like it's popular and there's not just one person playing it, then I would suggest going with the 20s because you can do a lot more with the 20 to 100 than you can with one 100. So like, uh, for instance, if you are going on Twitch right now and you look at League of Legends and you scroll all the way down to the bottom and you find, uh, you know, someone that's around the 100 range, you go in there, you find their contact email, you send them an email, you find out what their rates are. Everybody's rates are different. Uh, some people, and I find this, you know, uh, since we started offering the free influencer management, some people don't even know how to set their own rates. Um, and some people ask for outlandish prices. Some people ask for ridiculously low prices and undercut themselves. Um, but I would always ask for their rates before you offer anything. So what are, and then and actually you already went through what the different rates, you know, should be. Um, so how does that, if we take that money, that this yeah. hypothetical money that we have, if we take that money and then apply it to a stream team, like Twitch Throwdown. Right. 
how much more viewership, you know, interactivity, you know, what, what's the pro and the con of that? Okay. So the pro and the con of that, the con of that is 98% of the time people don't understand the value of the influencers as a whole versus one single influencer. So you have to explain the value. So what um, is that value? Okay. So the value is like I explained before is that, uh, you know, you have, you can pay one person to play your game for six hours, or you can align yourself with the Twitch team, work out some sort of marketing structure with them and potentially have this Twitch team pushing your game for a solid month for a much lower price than that single influencer would have cost you from the get go. Um, and that's a, that's a pretty impressive pro and the positives is that is like like i'm a big incentive guy it's all about incentives like you know not every twitch team operates like our twitch team does we're 100 back to the community um if a game pays us to promote their game we buy prizes and we elicit participation through the prizes that we purchased with the money that we were given um we work hard to give back to the community because they've all been used by one team or another and you know twitch teams themselves have actually developed a bad name uh, organization is everything and uh, you have to be able to see the organization in order to justify the price because if you look in a twitch team's discord and you don't see any kind of like communication going on regularly you don't see any kind of regular announcements you don't see any kind of like interactivity between the members there's a very good likelihood chance that if you sign a deal with the leader of that team that he doesn't even have a control on his team to get them to play your game so you know it's it's a crapshoot it really is it's a crapshoot so you have to be able to uh you know truly align yourself with somebody that has the proof to show you that they have control that they can get people to play your game and stuff like that um but you know that's a new thing that that companies are starting to do is working with teams um they're doing a little bit more and more as teams are you know getting larger but you know with the teams in the state that they're in right now like uh, for instance, uh, Twitch Kittens is a really good example. Twitch Kittens is about a 15,000, 17,000 uh, member Discord. Um, the chat flows so fast there that you could possibly get your arm broken if you tried to type in there. Um, <laughs> it's it's really, really hard to communicate. Uh, and, you know, I've noticed that, you know, they're actually, you know, they're doing very well for themselves. They have, you know, built a brand uh, and they have, figure out a way to organize and uh you know through that organization comes comes successful marketing um so organization is everything uh here at gaming gauntlets me and indy you know organization team structure community uh family that's our focal point we want to make sure that every influencer that ever went somewhere and wasn't able to get the answers that they were looking for can find the answers with us and you know we don't just align with companies for the team we align with companies with specific uh like tiered systems for our influencers as well like if we align with an energy drink company uh like all the influencers will get x um and plus the opportunity to be individually sponsored if they you know produce x in sales um you know we align with a microphone audio company and if we align with the microphone audio company then you know if they do X in sales, then they get X. So it's all incentive program. We won't align with anybody unless they're willing to take care of the influencers because the influencers have been used enough. 
Um, it's time. Here, here. You know, I feel. I feel, like, <laughs> I feel like Mouth on the Goonies at the bottom of the well when he picks up the coins and he's shoving them in his pockets and everybody's like, what are you doing? He's like, those are somebody's wish. I was like, well, this was my wish and it never came true and I'm taking it back. I'm taking them all back. So I am making sure that every influencer that comes here to Gaming Gauntlets gets treated the way that they should by the industry. And, you know, it's, you know, with any movement trying to change, doing any kind of change, uh, it takes it takes a lot of drive and it takes a lot of people pulling together towards one goal, which is what we have. We're like the Kool-Aid man busting through walls right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, you know, uh, I hope that answers your question. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Indie Game Business has one of the longest running digital event series in the gaming industry with hundreds of publishers, investors, developers, and tech companies to meet with. All the sessions are always free to watch forever, and you can get a free pass to receive all the slide decks from all the speakers. The tickets for meetings start just at $50. Go to IndieGame.Business and use the code IGBPODCAST to get 20% off your ticket. So next question, and, and this is one that's not on any of the list. The um, because we, we have a sort of list of, of questions that so I remember what they don't are. Don't worry and, about that list. And, the and list is irrelevant. Straight to the wind, like they always do. So the dynamic between influencers and developers is still very much evolving. Mm -hmm. You have, you know. Developers know that they need influencers in order to get the word out because that is by far the best, you know, dollar for dollar investment you can make in your marketing. Absolutely. And the streamers need the developers because they have to have the content to actually be playing. Now, we've seen situations with like Campo Santo and PewDiePie where they got fed up with something that you know, PewDiePie did on the stream, not their game, but his stream in general, they threw out a, a DMCA notice, got it, you know, get them in a lot of trouble. I know developers and publishers who are so hesitant, actually, I mean, just basically they won't pay, they won't pay streamers at all because they have the mentality that I'm giving you product. Why aren't you paying me for the right to, you know, show that product? Where do you see this relationship going this year and next year? You know, I, I keep waiting for that one fire to hit the tinderbox that just throws everything, you know, into a mess. Where do well, you see that going this year? Well, first off, everybody needs to stop throwing around those copyrights. Stop trying to stifle people's creativity because you came to them for a reason. I'm sorry you didn't like what they had to say, but that was a crapshoot. That was a gamble that you took on your part. You know what I mean? But what about um, the, what about, you know, it's the bigger name games, you know, of which um, Firewatch was one. Right. 
if you didn't, they didn't go to PewDiePie and and ask him to stream it because oh. that's because you're right. That's a completely different scenario. Right. We're talking about, you know, influencers who find a game that they like and just organically start playing. it. Mm. Well, you know, unfortunately, when you put your game out for sale and someone stumbles upon it and they're an influencer, if they don't like it and they have something to say about it, that just happens. Um, as far as, you know, to, to prevent that, make a better video game. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also keep in mind that some influencers, their thing is to be erratic, uh, not obnoxious. like noisy, obnoxious, loud, rude, crude, because they think it's funny. Like, think of it like a, a 10 year old boy walked around kicking girls in the shin. All right. Um, that's what they are. Um, heard but those first. people Bradley those... said all streamers were 10 year old boys <laughs> now, well I'm saying that there there are influencers out there like that they think that their niche is to be rude and crude and you know those people will stumble upon your game the you know but my dad always says it's not what happens to you that matters it's what you do when it happens so you know it's not about what that person did after finding your video game that anybody's going to remember they're only going to remember what you did in retaliation so if someone comes out with your game and you don't like it and you know they've done some horrible review on it then you find somebody that's semi-popular or equally popular you pay them to be like i don't know what that guy was talking about this is amazing pooty who i don't know you know what I mean? Like, there's other ways to do it. You just got to get creative. But do not, under any circumstance, because, like, when you're a game developer and you have that platform, people are watching you. They're watching everything you do. Your fans, the people that are waiting to see what you do before they even purchase your game. Um, so what you do very much matters, and how you handle situations like that very much matters. And in a world of online influencers, when you burn an online influencer with a DMCA act, good luck getting another one to work with you. And that's it. No, that is a very good point about it's not what was done, but how you react against remember because you, you know, that instance sticks out in my mind. Um, Atlas's like just ridiculous ruling rules on Persona 5 for streamers, you know, that immediately comes to mind. Um, and then somebody else mentioned another one that was, you know, very big recently. Oh, the escape from Tarkov. You know, I don't want to talk about that, and you shouldn't either. Do not talk about it on stream, man. They will hit you with the DMCA act and shut you down. <laughs> Move on. Next question. It is. It's so, so next you, question. That is that is the go-to for some companies because you know it's the only way they feel like they can you know quote get back because mm -hmm. I mean, like you said, the other option is okay. Yeah, people are going to give you a shitty review every now and then, but you know, it's up to you to go out and get people to, to counteract that. It's like being, it's like getting review even, bombed on Steam. Even if I was a game developer and all I had was my dollars with my seven kids to try and like push this game and somebody did that, I'd put a freaking wig on my head and make a super crappy YouTube video of me going out there being like, oh, I don't know what that song was about. He made this horrible video about this game, but I love it so much. It's amazing. You know what I mean? Like, you can't allow what someone else does to affect who you are as a person. Don't allow one person, no matter how popular they are, no matter what platform they have, no matter what they say, don't allow what that, that happens. Don't allow that to affect you. You have to move on because, like, if you focus on it, then you're only giving it power. 
you know move on as fast as you can like give get the direction over here let's let's move on okay this guy said this but who who is that guy anyway you know what i mean so i mean like it's all about how you handle it this it's very influencer very psychology 101 <laughs> so this is this is fascinating and this is why we get off on tangents and we i think our our record if i had six questions laid out that we were going to go through in a stream i think the most we've ever gotten through was like three because <laughs> of you know conversations like this all right so what happens to me what what should i do as a developer when i put out a game and yeah people give it a bad review when people give it a good review that's not a big deal but then somebody goes on a completely utterly and racist rant and gets all this negative publicity thrown at them because they went on this rant like during my game even if it had nothing to do with my game they went all anti-semitic and racist on it what what do i do then absolutely nothing you don't touch that with somebody else's stick okay <laughs> you do not nothing just my about 10 foot that pole. right I don't touch that with indy's 10 foot pole that's right that's right <laughs> because you don't want to have anything to do with that conversation okay like clearly anybody with a sound mind will be able to discern the difference between your video game and that person's opinion that is that is the turn the other cheek you know philosophy that's good that's you know that's what i think that's you know yeah you get the developers who get all bent out of shape if they got a bad review and but you know what that's just part of the industry you know I, when i i had been in the industry almost a decade before i put out the first game that you know i actually was, was behind and the first thing i learned once that thing went live and this is very much pre-streaming was don't read the comments just just don't because you're you're gonna get absolutely sucked into arguments and your feelings are gonna get hurt and you're gonna be like no you're wrong and you want to argue just don't just don't look this is what don't it comes down to this game is that like uh if someone wants to play your game they're gonna play it no matter what anybody else gives it a review about or anything like that because like when i see a game that's my style i'm like i'm gonna play that game um, you know, Atlas gets a whole bunch of crap right now. It's a perfect example. It gets a whole bunch of crap right now because it's by the creators of art, as if people are not allowed to make another game, you know, like, a, <laughs> I, I just don't get it. Like people are so upset that they're having to buy, having to buy Atlas when it seems like it's a DLC for Ark and it should be a DLC for Ark or given to people with a season pass. And like, that's the most recent thing that like has been going on lately. And like, it's a perfect example because, you know, if someone develops a video game and it's successful, like Fallout, and then they make Fallout 2 and Fallout 3 and Fallout 4 and Fallout 76, which are literally reskins of the game, but purchased <laughs> full price, nobody says shit. But whenever Ark, an amazing game that gave you so much over the years for like $10, you know what I mean? When you first bought it, if you bought it on, on Steam when it first came out, it was like $8 or something like that. And then it like went up to 19, then back down to 10. There were several times when you could have bought it at 10. And I know numerous people that bought it for 10. And they still complain about bugs. I'm like, are you kidding me? A $10 game that does all of that and you're upset because you rubber band us for a second? You know, like you gotta <laughs> be able to like have an open mind when you're reviewing video games too. Like this is, I'm talking to you influencers. If you're playing a video game and you've been blessed with a copy of that game, you should remain objective. You should be able to first and foremost appreciate that game for the hard work and efforts that were poured into it. And then kindly, but you know, professionally point out things that they can make better.
but say instead of saying this is crap say this would be better if they just made it do this or it would be really cool if they made it to where when you did a jump you could do a jump double jump off of a wall you know don't say it's stupid because i can't jump on this box you know what i mean like you gotta like everything you do is being watched whenever you're given an opportunity and i tell all my community members don't look at it as a game whether it's a game you would typically play or not every game that i bring my community is an opportunity to show the game development world their strength so you know everybody in my community takes it very serious they're very business oriented and you know they know what to do but for any of you that's not in my community if you're reviewing a video game please remain professional um because you're not cool if you're going out saying that this game is horrible PewDiePie isn't even cool for saying it's horrible you know what I mean like um they're only cool if you you if you make them cool so and anybody that is in the industry uh and I'm pretty sure I speak for everybody when they see reviews of video games that are just like you know just demolishing a video game it kind of like disgusts me that anybody that can't develop a video game on their own is sitting there destroying someone's hard work and efforts so oh my god yes. viciously <laughs> and like you know i've even had that conversation with people and they're like well just because i can't develop a game doesn't mean i can't critique it critique it please but do not dare sit there and say that this person doesn't know how to develop a video game because you know i'm pretty sure you just played it between the people that want to you know trash what they can't do and then the people that are like well you're making x amount of dollars a month on this game why don't you just fix x well that's not the way it works and it, you know it doesn't work when you say well you need to just if you would just add multiplayer that's like comments like that when you aren't familiar with the industry and if you now it's different if you've been working here and you're an engineer and you're like well listen this is broken because their code says you can lay it out that's constructive criticism absolutely just shitting on something because you know you don't like it or because it's going to get you more clicks and more you know followers is like that it it doesn't help you're not doing anything beneficial there right um, just just like i tell my kids come to me with a solution not a problem be a you know problem I mean? solver not a problem follow finder right so like yeah you know when it comes to like dealing with reviews of your game don't concern yourself with reviews uh it's it's really it really means nothing because like i said if someone really wants to play your game they're going to play it no matter what anybody else says um very rarely there's a very small demographic demographic of people that look at the steam like reviews and they're like oh mixed reviews oh i don't know about that one you know like you look at the video and you can clearly see if you want to play it or not um, so, you know, don't be so hung up on reviews. Don't be one of those developers that deletes all your reviews to make it look like you've only got good reviews. Um, you know, just let it flow naturally and organically. And if people love your game, they'll love it. And if they don't love your game there, take it to another store where they don't have reviews. <laughs> <laughs> Epic store or discord. Yeah. Now's the perfect time. You know, and to be honest with you, uh, Epic store and discord store is the perfect time to get connected with them because especially if you plan on developing more, more video games in the future to develop that relationship with them at this stage in development is crucial because, uh, you know, from this point forward, it's only going to become more expensive to, you know, develop on their store and sell on their store because as it becomes more popular, they're going to be able to place a higher dollar uh, value on that. And I have a feeling that those who are in business with them now that help them get this started will probably be grandfathered in at the price that they signed their original contract at. So if I were you, I would definitely delve in there while you can. <laughs>
Well, and the other opportunity is right now, these companies are doing something that we haven't seen being done in a long time and they're paying advances. And so, you know, whenever you see something that's going to, you know, Epic, Epic's been the one lately. I haven't seen Discord have an exclusive yet, but I don't know that they don't. But, you know, when you notice that Telltale, the, you know, the last episode of Walking Dead is coming out only on Epic Store and the Division 2 is coming out only on Epic Store, that's because Epic is paying them. You know, mm -hmm. Epic will sit down, you know, remember, you've got Sergey running the publishing operation over there at Epic. And this is the man that was behind Steam Spy for years, which ironically now really does become a steam spy he can sit there <laughs> and estimate the sales of a game better than mpd or nielsen or anyone else right now because he's playing with the you know exact numbers and he knows the industry and so what happens when you take a game to epic and say i want you to you know i want to have this on the store and i'm interested in it being exclusive for epic somebody on the team takes a look at it says okay based on this game and the quality of the track record of the developer you know genre depth all these other factors we're going to fit in there you know we're going to estimate that this game is going to sell i don't know five hundred thousand copies and so they will actually guarantee you a hundred thousand copies so they're going to pay you up front for whatever you would receive from that first 100,000 copies sold, that's how they're getting these exclusives. They're not getting these exclusives because somebody over at Ubisoft went, oh my God, it'd be awesome to be on the Epic Store and only on the Epic Store. No, Epic is paying the money. And they're, you know, they're very aggressive about it right now, but over time, you know, they're not gonna have to do it anymore and, and they'll stop doing it. So yes. You know, it's a very good time to, you know, find out what's going on and get involved and definitely it. explore your options. Yep. And that's not even talking about um, Congregate's store, which is coming out or is out. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. Popping up a, left and right. Yeah. There's a, you know, there's a lot of options out there. Uh, Robot Cash is going to be coming out, launching shortly. And that's the Bitcoin bait, backed store, which is going to be or blockchain fact, not Bitcoin. That's going to be interesting as well. So what else? We're, we've gotten so far off track that I, I'm, I'm lost you, as to where we you've are. You've led us astray. Yes. Okay. Yeah. You're, you're so, in charge. So. I don't want to yeah. be in charge. I already told <laughs> you that. You're the leader. We're just following you. I don't sorry. like being in charge. So what is the biggest bang for my buck that I can do as a developer when I'm a month out, two months out from launching and I've realized that, oh shit, I need marketing. Contact me. Contact <laughs> I mean, like legit, I'll be honest with you. I know nobody else that does what I do. I've never met another person that does what I do exactly. Well, how do you find more Twitch teams? So we go, we, we go to you and mm -hmm. we're like, oh, I love this, you know, team philosophy. Yeah. Where do we go to find more twitch teams well once you partner with me i teach you how to build your own that's a good point you know why outsource why outsource when i can teach you how to handle all that in-house and 
you know, have all of those assets readily available to you, willing to do whatever it is that you need them to do based on the, you know, love that you show them. So, so you know, the... I'm currently working with a game right now on that exact process. All right. So, all right. But here's what, here's the problem I see with, with developers day in and day out. Mm -hmm. For everyone that doesn't have the money to invest upfront in influencer marketing, Which there are, are revenue share stuff. Well, I know, but there are two or three that don't have the time to do it. Ooh, yes. Well, this uh, company that I'm talking to you about right now, um, we're actually, we have positioned one of our influencers as their community manager for the game company as well to uh, assist them on the social interaction portion so they can focus on the development of their video game. Um, we have several other influencers in our community that have been in the industry for several years, very interested in taking on this position for other companies. And, you know, should it align, we, we connect them. So, you know, we're, you know, we're kind of like a jack of all trades. You come to us with your shit and shambles and we pick it all up in pieces <laughs> like Humpty Dumpty and put it back together again. Um, you know, and we're really, we're very good at what we do. We're very efficient. Uh, and, and, you know, the impact that we leave is, uh, is pretty impressive. And that goes back to what, um, what David and, and um, Junsung were talking about earlier this week and the fact that you know, they as a publisher have found a lot of value in having a, you know, professional streamer on their staff. Absolutely. To help do all of this stuff too. To have a better understanding of uh, that side of the world, the the wants, the needs, the desires, what it takes to elicit the participation, the connections necessary, um, you know, it's a pretty invaluable resource to have an influencer on your team. Which is interesting because people are just now coming around to that, despite the fact that, you know, eight years ago they all picked up immediately and went, "Oh my God, we have to have somebody that understands social media." Well, that person that understands social media that you were so keen to get doesn't necessarily understand influencer marketing. And so, you know, here's another person that you need to have on your team as well. Well, it all goes down to interviews and getting the best for your money. If you're going to be paying staff, make sure that they're versatile, make sure that they're knowledgeable, make sure that they are motivated and uh you know it shows in their in their past works you know i mean you know anybody that's hiring somebody you know typically should know all of these things but you know for those of you that don't you know you know look into these things if you're looking for someone to handle your social media for a video game it'd probably be better to find an influencer to do that because then they can also showcase your game um you know and they have that personal level of investment to do so so you know there's a lot of benefits to that um, to having those two positions married into one. And it's always a, you know, quite frankly, the job that I've had in the industry for 20 years, you know, is all about having an expert in a very specific area. You know, I know the biz dev, the licensing side of the world, and that's what's allowed me to keep doing what I enjoy doing and run a company for the last eight years that, that does that. And so we're seeing as the industry grows more and more and more specialist, you know, roles are, are needed. And so, yeah, you know, if you've got a streamer on one side on your team and then a social media person, if you still need the social media person, um, and then a traditional marketing person, you know, those are all 
you know, very specific skill sets that not everybody has. So one of the things that, you know, I always make a habit of doing is every time I meet an influencer, I always ask them what they do outside of Twitch. We have at least six or seven influencers on our team that are, uh, they have college degrees in social media marketing. Um, we have an astrophysicist on our team. Oh, um, sweet. We've got <laughs> game developers on our team. We've got coders. We've got, you know, people that do just amazing things and, uh, you know, all under one roof. So, you know, when people come to us, we can, we can align a lot of different things for them and bridge a lot of different gaps for them that were, you know, previously unavailable to them at the time, um, just by simply networking within our multi-channel network. I want to hang with the astrophysicist. Dude, she's awesome. Her name's like, Enceladosaurus or something like that. I can't remember. I watch her all the time though, but she's awesome. She's super smart. That one of one of the reasons we moved to where we live right now is because we are four thousand feet up in the air, no street lights, and have a very clear view of the sky that I can, you know, pop out a telescope and on any given any given night and watch. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, Encelidosaurus. I was corrected in chat. Uh, yeah, she's pretty amazing. And and you know, like I find it important to find out what everybody does because you never know what they can do for you. And, you know, uh, I try to treat everybody equally in my community. I try to make sure that, you know, I'm available to answer everybody's questions at all times. Um, I show them the care and concern that they all deserve. And through that, we've built some really amazing friendships. Um, you know, they're all coworkers, but at the same time, they're all my best friends. You know what I mean? We all hang out every Saturday. We'll be there tomorrow at noon PST, just hanging out, talking about teamwork, talking about what it means to be a team, how to work together, how we can achieve things together and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, to find these people that do all these different things and to have them assist us with all the things that they assist us with is completely invaluable. You can't put a price on that. You can't, you know, put a dollar amount on it because of the things that they do and the the experience that they hold, um, you know, but to find a game developer and, you know, them have the issues that they have and to be able to assist them in so many ways that we do, uh, it really puts a high value on our market here. So like we have been, you know, doing this, like I said, for about three years now. And very successfully, uh, you know, I, you know, bring several games to the community uh, almost, you know, every week and, uh, you know, everybody's working together towards ultimate goals. And, you know, I love watching it grow because like we've only been doing the free influencer marketing or management for three months now. We went from, you know, 30 people to 600 people in three months, um, you know, all just like working towards goals, kicking ass and taking names. Um, it's, it's a pretty incredible thing to watch. But, it, but that's a very good point not just for you know building your stream team but in business in general because it is very much i know for a fact in this industry you know it's very much about building that relationship and you know there's a lot of things that you need to have something a deeper relationship other than just emailing them once every three months and asking them what they're looking to publish you know it's by understanding what folks are doing you know in their spare time that's a great thing to you know that's a very simple question to ask when you're at a show when you're at a conference when you're you know, on a call to help build those relationships because you know you never know who somebody knows either exactly you know and, and this is i've been doing this a long time and, and we all we constantly tell folks you know 
don't burn bridges in this industry. It will come back and bite you in the ass because the folks that I knew 10, 15 years ago that were QA people or associate producers are now C-level executives at these companies. And, you know, if you maintain those relationships and, you know, just go and try to find out a little something different about everybody whenever you're, you know, whether you're in a Twitch channel or Discord or you're at a conference and you're in a meeting or, you know, you're out at the parties after the show, you know, having that little bit of, you know, what else is important in your life other than just games, you know, that is, that's very key. Yeah, that's how I found out that we have one of the developers for Fortnite on our team. Um, you know, the, the, the friendships and the network that we have created and meeting all the people that we meet and finding out what all of them do and, you know, even sort of supporting them outside of Twitch, you know, uh, we've done that as well, you know, trying to help people find jobs and stuff like that. Um, you know, it's, it's a pretty important step to the process of building relationships with these people and building a network and actually a community, if you want to put it that way, you know what I mean? Because like, what is community and what does community mean? You know, is it a bunch of people that are in one spot or is it a bunch of people that communicate in one spot? You know what I mean? Um, and and that's where, you know, we're trying to make a difference too. It's like, um, you know, we've all been in discords, we've all been in chat rooms and channels and things like that where there's no communication amongst anybody and everybody's just kind of like there. Um, you know, if anybody's ever had the pleasure of being in our discord, it's like this like finely tuned click, 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 click things going on all the time you need some information oh that's cool i didn't even know that i needed that but that's cool i'll take that and add that to my repertoire you know and like uh you know if you're actually on the team you can see a lot more like we have classrooms for our influencers where you know where every influencer that comes to our team gets assigned a liaison and our liaison is there to answer all of their questions help them find the answers they need to you know get further in the process of their business and brand development so you know it's all about making sure that you take care of those who take care of you. So it all circles back to the original topic of conversation of allocating a budget for the influencers. You have to take care of those that take care of you. You wouldn't give someone a Ferrari that's dressed in muddy clothes. Would you know you would want to make sure that they're dressed nice and they're not going to mess your stuff up. So, <laughs> you know, you take them out, you get them dressed up, you get them set up, you, then you give them your Ferrari that's, and say, here's the key. You know, that's funny because, uh, and plus there's a question in chat, but I want to comment on it. Um, my parents used to have rentals. And one of the things that they would do for the rentals is they would go and they would look in the person's car that wants to rent their building. And they were like, if their car is a mess, we don't rent to them. But if their car is clean, then we put them on the list to where we will rent to them. And that totally makes sense. You know, because how a person's going to take care of their car is how they're going to take care of the house that they rent. Exactly. So the question in there is, uh, what do you think about, oh, what's your opinion on stuff like Keymailer and Wovit? I've got two answers for that. As a streamer, I think it's great because I can just go through there and I can be, oh, I like this game and I get it for free. As a dev, I think it's awesome. If you just want to just like shotgun your game out there to people. And, but you can't like expect anything from it except for people are going to play it. And so the process, then, the, 
the process there in with the key mailer, you know, it is it's it's very valuable for influencers, it's very valuable for game developers on the influencer side, more so for the higher influencers than for the target influencer that I was talking about. Because you know, the whole point of going through key mailer is making sure that everybody fits a certain requirement for your game so that your game finds it into the right hands. Um, but then you know, that very much relies on okay, so someone has you know requested a key. I go in there all the time and like see keys that I requested six months a year ago that have finally come through. And I'm like, I don't even have any interest in playing them anymore. Um, I've either bought them or moved on. Um, so key mailers kind of like wonky in that realm um, with when they decide they're going to send out keys and how they're going to do it. Sometimes it's efficient. Sometimes it's not. Well, it's but the devs the, individually the decide. The least efficient side of that for me, uh, you know, from my perspective would be the fact that you're, you're generating these keys, you're giving out these keys, uh, but there's no telling when that content's ever going to be produced. Like me, myself, I prefer to have control over it so I can monitor it, so I can keep data on it, so I can do whatever I can with it as much, so I can take that one thing and then take it into little pieces and do as much as I can with it. So like for me, it's more valuable to invest that money into a direct marketing campaign where I can then sit back and watch it come to fruition, see that it was worth the the uh, budget that I allocated towards it and make sure that this was a smart decision because like with key mail, you just never know. Like you do have the tag system to monitor to see who's streamed your game, but the amount of time that these people like uh, streamers typically, uh, even though they're not supposed to, they give those away as giveaways instead of actually streaming them, um, which is also a big thing. So you have to be careful of that. So the, I, I agree wholeheartedly on Keymailer. On Woobit, the interesting part is you can only, it, it's almost like a library system. You can't get a new key until you actually post a video with one of the games that you've already taken a key for. Mm -hmm. so there's accountability yeah right right but i mean there's no time limit or time frame as to when you have oh, to produce no. that video so like say say 100 say 200 say 300 people sign up for your game say 30 of those people actually see that they got the key say 20 of those people actually produce content within a decent amount of time now how is that efficient and how would that be even considered efficient marketing is what I'm confused about. See, like for me, I like to see it happen. I want to see what I did do something. So like if I if I give someone keys or I get keys from someone, you know, like I personally keep contact with that person. Like, okay, this is stage one. I've created the document for people to request for keys. Okay, this is two. We've hit the 30 uh, minimum requirement mark for key requests before we start handing out keys. Here's stage three. These people have started producing content with this hashtag so you can monitor their, their growth. And then in stage four, okay, we've got another 30 keys going out right now. So, you know, we've got the longevity. Longevity is everything. It's like, to me, to stimulate profitability and growth, longevity is key. Um, because whenever you are launching a game, the initial sales are awesome, but the concurrent sales is what you need. So the concurrent build of hype, and there's a lot of different ways that you can get unique with that as a game developer with, you know, in offering in-game skins, um, an in-game market, you know, everybody hates microtransactions, but they love to hate them. Um, and, uh, 
and there's a lot of things that people can do with that. You know what I mean? Like get 20, 30, 40 of your favorite influencers and give them an individual logoed skin in your game that people can use and they'll sell the shit out of your game. Um, there's all kinds of incentives that you can do, but you got to get creative with it. And you also have to be appropriate with your, with your, uh, Sorry, I've just literally got five messages at one time. I think they, like, <laughs> I think they like got blocked and then like instantly all came through at the same time. So like <laughs> too much going on here, but uh, totally lost my train of thought. Um, the The whole point is, it's just like whenever you are working with game developers and you're working with you know influencers and stuff, use your brain, man. Use your brain. Your gut will always tell you if you're about to make a mistake. If you're like, oh, I don't know about this, then don't do it. Don't do it. Because it could potentially mean your job or your livelihood. So if you're going to make an investment like that with any kind of budget, make sure that it's worth your money. Um, and make sure that they show you the value. Because I sure as hell show the value. I love the value. The value is my favorite thing to talk about. So, you know, uh, anytime that I approach a game developer, anytime I approach a brand, we talk about the value for a good hour before we ever talk about the price. And that's how you can tell the difference between a person who's serious and business minded and someone that's just about the money and whether or not they're going to take it at a professional level or not. Um, you know, I have personally reached into communities uh, in the past and been denied access unless I paid the top person, in the community money to talk in their chat. And I'm like, uh, I don't exactly do that, but like, you know, if you want to hold all your community members back, then that's on you. Um, and then I kindly make my exit, but, uh, you know, when you're working with people, just use your brain, use your gut, follow your gut. If your gut's telling you that you shouldn't do it, don't do it. If you're, you know, on a roll and you're on fire and things are going great, then, you know, pull the trigger. Uh, but make sure that you're taking all the things that I said into account, you know, community is everything. So if you go into a streamer's channel and they don't have a lot of subscribers and they don't have a lot of people talking in chat, then typically they're not going to sell a lot of your product. Um, if you go into someone's channel and they're not interacting with chat and there's a bunch of chat going on and it's all random, they're probably not going to sell a lot of your product. <laughs> but if you go into a chat channel and this person's talking to their chat and the chat is talking back and the chat's all subscribed, and that's where you invest your money because that's the ticket. That's what you want, right? You want someone that has an audience, someone that has a platform to speak on to, to, you know, showcase your product. You're not just looking for people to look at your product. If you want people to look at your product, put it in a glass window on a street and let people walk by. But if you want people to purchase your product, you put that in the hands of a capable influencer. Um, and choosing that is, you know, it's pretty simple if you use your brain. <laughs> Awesome. Should I say something I funny? I don't understand. No. <laughs> I'm just you can't put it in a window and have somebody watch it because nobody shops in downtown anymore. That's you know? just, you know. yeah. no, you didn't say All anything right. funny. You just like fucking your name should be Mr. Common Sense, is what it should be. Yeah. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I'm just no. being me, guys. I know it's just I being know. me. That's what's awesome. All right, so we do have to like wrap it up shortly because you know I got I got to go get mini me right CLZ the, um, right yeah. so questions from the from the peanut gallery out there if you've got questions throw them out like now in the meantime uh, you know feel free Bradley is is now in our Discord in, in addition to their own um, you can always find our guest on our discord in the friends of the show guests of the show section 
Um, and then yeah, you know, feel free to reach out to me anytime. I'm always available. I do this full time. This is my one and only love. So, uh, and I and I love to talk to anybody and everybody, as long as you're not, you know, like soliciting to me. You know what I mean? Like, then that's okay. Uh, but you know, I, I I leave my DMs open for anybody that has questions about anything. So anytime you have a question, feel free to hit me up and. I'd be happy to shoot the shit with you, game developer, brand, you know, ambassador, anything. Dude, thank you so much. Yeah, it's my pleasure. This has been awesome. <laughs> yeah, hey, I had a great time, you know. Uh, I love to talk about this kind of stuff. I'm very passionate about it. It's something that I very, you know, very much believe in. And, you know, I've designed my entire life to revolve around it. So, uh, you know, I got a lot to say. Yeah, accessibility testing. We got that too. We should continue that uh, conversation further, Jay, because on the team, we've got a bunch of people that would yes. love to do accessibility testing. Yes. That's a good idea. So like, if you were wondering if your game is accessible, we'll tell you, let <laughs> us know. And we'll have our people test your game out and tell you what you can do to make it better, make it more accessible, make it more accessible to everybody that wants to play it. So, uh, you know, Unfortunately, I get a long list of games that they can't play because people haven't thought of them, and I'll be coming for you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Just just know, if you see me in your DMs, I'm here to talk about accessibility. (laughs) That's a good point. All right, cool. All right. That's so... Thanks so much for the opportunity to talk on your show, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for coming on and sharing the knowledge. Yeah. We love it. And, you know, if you appreciate what we're doing, trying to get knowledge out there to the game development community in general, please give us a follow and share and then tell your friends, which is far more important than the follow in the first place. Yeah, Joe, a lot of good Discord. information goes down in here. We're, we're here to help, you know, the development community in general. All right. Even uh, as a streamer, there's a lot of information you find in here. So, you know... Be sure to stop by every uh, Wednesday and Friday. Every Wednesday and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific. Uh, what is it? Noon Eastern? Yeah. Noon Eastern. 11 um, Central. That's 11 my time. 11 Central. Well, you know, I am the guest. We can't leave out my time zone. That would be rude. <laughs> You're in Florida. That's definitely a certain time zone. Time I'm constantly work. on vacation. <laughs> Open up the windows and there's the ocean. Can you see the ocean from your house? Uh, I almost can. Almost. I almost can. Almost. I'm real, real freaking close. I'm right on the water, but I've got another house in the way. Asshole had more money than me. <laughs> if Florida had hills, he would be able to see it. But you know, yeah. being as the end. <laughs> We're like right below sea level almost. You know what I mean? Technically just protected by sand dunes, but I dig it. All righty. All right. Thanks Thank so you, much, guys. as always. Thank you, Bradley, for being here. We will have you back because this was an awesome show. Yeah. yeah my, and, uh, anytime. Anytime. That's it. All right. Bye, everybody. Peace. Have a great day, guys. Thanks for listening to Indie Game Business. You can learn more about the show and our online business networking events at IndieGame.Business. Oh, my God.